My name is Adam Bergman and I'm a tax partner with the IRA Financial Group. Today I'm going to discuss the different type of self-directed IRA structures such as the self-directed IRA with checkbook control and the self-directed IRA custodian controlled structure. Both structures are means in which people can use their retirement money to make traditional investments like stocks but also non-traditional investments like real estate, precious metals, tax liens, etc. The self-directed IRA structure, custodian controlled, is the oldest and probably uh, most common type of self-directed IRA structure. This is a structure that involves using a traditional bank like Bank of America or Chase to make IRA investments. Now, most people would not think that being able to buy stocks and different types of mutual funds would be considered a self-directed IRA, but a lot of these banks do still consider them self-directed IRA because they make the argument that you could choose what investments you want to make, although you're only regulated and restricted to making the investments that they offer, so choosing between different types of financial products. That is the most uh, basic type of self-directed IRA structure, probably the most common. Close to 47 million IRAs in the United States currently, and probably close to 90% of them are invested in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. The second type of self-directed IRA, uh, also known as a custodian-controlled self-directed IRA, is a structure that allows an IRA investor to buy real estate and do non-traditional investments, but the investment must go through a trust company or custodian who has control over that account. So in order to make a real estate investment or buy gold or buy a tax lien, you need to get the custodian involved to actually make the transaction, sign the necessary paperwork, and really control the transaction. The title in the real estate, for example, would be in the name of the custodian, i.e. ABC Trust Company, for the benefit of the IRA holder. Now, this was generally the only way people bought non-traditional assets with IRA funds prior uh, to the mid-90s because it was really the only way to do it up until the checkbook control structure uh, came into light with a tax court case that legitimized and, and validated its uh, it's, it's a legitimacy. So in a custodian-controlled self-directed IRA, the advantage is, yes, you can make non-traditional investments like real estate or precious metals. However, you're limited to the type of control you have because all investments need to go through the custodian, i.e., if you need to pay taxes, need to pay a contractor to do improvements on the property, uh, need to do anything related to the investment, you must get the custodian to consent to it, write the check, and issue the check. This generally uh, causes time delays, and um, in most cases, uh, there are annual account fees as well as transaction fees. So in the mid-90s, um, there was an IRA investor who uh, tried to use a wholly owned entity uh, by an IRA. So an entity was created that would be wholly owned 100% by an IRA, and that wholly owned entity was used to make investments. It's a case called Swanson v. Commissioner. And it was really it's really the first case that, that tackled the idea of using a special purpose entity wholly owned by the IRA to make the investment. Now some people say, well, this type of checkbook control structure, as it was later known and later called, is a way to circumvent some of the prohibitive transaction rules and let you do things you otherwise may not be able to do with a regular custodian controlled structure. This is not true. The only thing the checkbook control self-directed IRA structure does is allows allow an IRA holder to make investments quicker and through the comforts of a local bank account. Let me explain further. So the checkbook control structure, the whole concept behind it is using a special purpose entity 
and most commonly a limited liability company, as the vehicle to make the investment. Instead of using the custodian to make the actual investment and write the check to the seller of the property, for example, take title in the name of the custodian and, and of course, require all checks and all documentation signed by the custodian, the check for control structure puts some of that authority into the manager of the LLC, which is generally the IRA holder, and allows for the IRA holder to have a little bit more control over the investment process as well as make investments quicker and generally for less money. Let's take an example to see how this works. Let's assume John has $100,000 at Vanguard and wants to buy a piece of property in Texas. Unfortunately, Vanguard won't let John make the investment, not because it's not legal, but Bank of America or most banks do not make money when IRAs are invested in real estate because what's happening is the money leaves the bank and now is put into the uh, real estate uh, market. So the bank now has less money, obviously, to play with and, and cannot earn any fees when there's no money in its account. So Vanguard, unfortunately, would not let John buy real estate in Texas. So John found uh, out about this checkbook control structure. He also heard about the custodian control structure and wanted to talk uh, further about it. So John called me, IRA Financial Group, Adam, uh, one of the tax partners, and I explained, John, that you have two options. You can use a custodian controlled structure to buy the real estate, but you're going to probably pay uh, account fees, transaction fees, and you're going to need the custodian to get through uh, the whole process of doing the transaction. Uh, John wasn't crazy about this, not necessarily from a fee standpoint, but more or less he wanted a little bit more control. There was going to be fix-ups that needed to be done, and he needed to be able to have a checkbook so he can make these uh, payments quickly. He also was thinking about potentially flipping this house, so he wanted to have a little bit more control over that process. So I explained, uh, John, that what he can do is a checkbook control structure. The way that works is $100,000 will move from Vanguard to a new IRA custodian, and the difference between an uh, IRA passive custodian in the checkbook control setting versus a Bank of America uh, is that the IRA custodian doesn't generally sell investment products. So unlike Bank of America or Merrill Lynch, they don't sell stocks, they don't let you trade mutual funds, they don't earn commissions from those products. Their entire business is based off holding and administering IRA accounts. Uh, it's a flat fee generally, and they do a volume business. So the $100,000 tax-free penalty-free from Vanguard to the new IRA custodian. While that's happening, uh, we've established a special-purpose LLC, a limited liability company in Texas, because that's where the real estate would be owned. An LLC is treated as a partnership or disregard entity for tax purposes. It's only going to be owned by one IRA. The reason an LLC is used and not a C corporation, for example, is an LLC is a pass-through entity for tax purposes, meaning it's treated as a tax-visible entity or a tax-nothing meaning there's no entity-level tax unlike a corporation where you can pay up to 35% tax with a LLC treated as a disregarded entity, there'd be no such tax. So that's very important in an IRA settings because IRAs don't pay tax. And no one would want to use an IRA to invest in a corporation to buy real estate and then have the corporation pay 35% tax. That wouldn't be uh, very tax efficient. So we'd set up an LLC. For John, the LLC would ultimately be wholly owned by the IRA. LLC can be called anything John wants, so long as the name is available. Require a tax ID number for the LLC, which is required in order to open a bank account. Um, and the LLC operating agreement, which we would generate at John's direction, would show John is the manager of the LLC and the IRA is the sole owner. 
So ultimately, from a tax standpoint, the LLC would be a tax nothing. It would not file a federal tax return. Since the IRA is the owner of the LLC and not John, John obviously is not going to report any of this income unless he took it as a distribution, for example. But as long as the funds stay within the IRA LLC context, John will not have to report any of this income. The IRA owns 100% of this LLC, and an IRA under Section 408 is exempt from tax, so there would be no tax from the IRA and no tax return filed. So it's a very clean structure. $100,000 would go from Vanguard to the new IRA custodian. At John's direction, the $100,000 would be moved tax-free penalty-free to the new LLC. The John would be able to open an LLC bank account at any local bank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase. From that local bank account, John, as the manager of the LLC, would have what's called checkbook control. So he can simply write a check to the seller of the property, take title in the name of the LLC. All income and gains generally would be would flow back to the IRA LLC without tax. Since the LLC is wholly owned by the IRA, treat as a disregard entity for tax purposes, it's like the IRA owns the property directly, even though from a corporate standpoint, John will have limited liability protection, which is real nice. But from a tax standpoint, the LLC would be ignored, so there'd be no tax return uh, federally filed. And since the IRA doesn't file a tax return, there'd be no uh, reporting the o- to the IRS. The only reporting that would be done is the IRA custodian has to file an IRS 5498, which would let the IRA, the IRS know the value of the IRA LLC investment, i.e. the real estate. And that's really it. It's a very clean structure. John would be able to simply write a check out of the LLC bank account, pay for expenses, taxes, improvements, anything that needs to be done with respect to the real estate transaction. In fact, the custodian would know if John bought property in Texas, Missouri, France, or Canada. All the IRA would know, custodian would know, excuse me, is that the LLC uh, was funded and the value as per John's uh, instructions. Uh, Again, the checkbook control structure would give John the checkbook control to make investments quicker, uh, generally less costs involved because the custodian has less involvement. Remember, with the custodian-controlled structure, custodians involved on a pretty frequent basis. Anytime John would have to make an investment, custodian would have to sign the necessary documents, issue a check. John would have to communicate pretty frequently with the custodian. This could cause time delays. Also, it could uh, cause uh, John to pay uh, transaction fees. With the checkbook control, John, as the manager of the LLC, simply writes a check to the taxing authority, to the uh, contractor, whoever John needs to pay to do uh, the necessary work for the property. John went to sell the property. He would receive the funds, hopefully at a gain. They would be deposited back into the LLC bank account, and then John could continue making additional investments for the IRA LLC. John decided to close up the transaction and the structure. Once he sold the property, John would take the funds, hopefully uh, the $100,000 turned into, let's say, 200000 after a few years. $200,000 would then be returned to the IRA custodian, and then John could then send that money to a traditional bank like Wells Fargo or Bank of America and open an IRA there, and the custodian, IRA custodian would transfer the funds tax-free to the new IRA custodian. The LLC would be dissolved, and then John can continue making traditional investments if he so desired, like mutual funds. All in all, the checkbook control structure really works well in real estate or other types of transactions where the IRA holder needs to be actively involved. In situations where it's a one-off investment, you know, i.e., the IRA holder is investing in a private equity or hedge fund, and it's a one-time investment that would sit for five, six, seven years, 
the custodian controlled structure generally can make a lot of sense because there's not a lot of uh, transactions that need to uh, occur and thus the custodian doesn't need to be involved on a frequent basis. But overall, if you're doing real estate or, or other types of investments uh, on the alternative setting that requires general involvement of the IRA holder, checkbook control makes a lot of sense. Definitely worth uh, learning about, uh, checking out. Uh, I think it, it certainly can make your investment uh, process smoother, uh, hopefully less expensive. And again, it's a really uh, great structure. It does give you a lot of control over your retirement fund, so it's very, very, very important that you understand the IRS rules regarding prohibited transactions. And that's something that uh, obviously is quite important, something that you need to um, speak with a tax advisor about. Um, the next podcast I'll do will, will be on the IRS prohibited transaction rules, so it's something that I would certainly recommend you uh, checking out and listening to and learning about, going on to irafinancialgroup.com to uh, read about the self-directed IRA structures, prohibited transaction rules, um, also, if you're using uh, leverage, uh, like a non-recourse loan, meaning you have a certain amount of money in your IRA but are a little bit short and need to close on a property, uh, there's some rules that go into how much, you, really the type of loan you can get, whether it's non-recourse, uh, meaning you don't personally guarantee it, or recourse, where you are personally guaranteeing it, which can trigger a prohibitive transaction. Um, whereas if you get a non-recourse loan, it's allowable, but there may be something called the unrelated business taxable income rules, or UBTI, that could pop up. And that's something I'll address in a, a separate podcast because it's quite complicated. But overall, uh, again, just to summarize, three types of self-directed IRAs. The first is a basic self-directed IRA. You can go to any local bank for free, open a self-directed IRA account. Uh, the upside is free. Uh, downside is you can only buy traditional investments like mutual funds or stocks. Works for a lot of people, but people that want to do alternative investments, you have two options. You can do the custodian controlled, which will allow you to do real estate and other alternative asset investments. However, you're going to be stuck uh, going through the custodian and paying pretty high uh, transaction annual fees, but it's certainly an option. And then the third is generally the most um, popular and becoming uh, an emerging op uh, option for a lot of investors is the checkbook control structure that lets people um, use their retirement money to make investments, uh, make investments quicker and uh, for less money. So uh, all in all, uh, I think it's important that you check this out, uh, learn more about the self-directed IRA structures. Um, I think uh, if you're looking to do alternative asset investments, um, really the two options are custodian controlled, self-directed checkbook control. Checkbook control I think works better uh, if you're doing real estate and you need to be actively involved. Again, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial Group, one of the tax partners. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email me at Adam B, as in boy, Adam B at irafinancialgroup.com or uh, call us at 800-472-0646. Thanks for listening and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you.